Welcome to Happy Vibes, a podcast that will make you smile. We chat weekly over wines to amazing women who inspire, create, empower, and enrich. Come along with us and enjoy the Happy Vibes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Happy Vibes. I'm Julia, founder of Happy Collective, and today I have with me Serena, Serena. assistant. Yay, and we are so lucky to have a AFLW player with us, Miss Bree and me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hey guys, thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited. This episode of Happy Vibes is brought to you by BodyFit Cheltenham. Scientifically proven to create lean muscle, BodyFit Cheltenham proudly supports AFLW. Well, we are absolutely pumped because I don't know if you've listened to any of our podcasts, but we are a podcast who speak to inspiring women who, you know, do different things, I guess, to, you know, challenge the norm. And I think with the introduction of AFLW over the last kind of few years, I think it's been perhaps five, there's nothing kind of bigger in female sport than, I guess, has you guys breaking down those glass ceilings. So I agree, would love to hear about, you know, what it felt like making that transition from, I assume, sport is a hobby to sport is like an elite athlete in the yeah the big zone yeah it was pretty amazing I suppose it was sports always been a part of my life and something that I've loved doing but if I go back to my primary school days and even high school days I wasn't even thinking of playing at a professional level I loved playing footy but also just doing whatever else I could do at school whether that was netball or athletics and that sort of thing so yeah once I finished school I realized that I had a bit more time without studying so I went to Cranbourne Football Club and was very fortunate to get picked up um, by Carlton after my yeah very first season playing women so yeah it all happened so quickly but yeah it was yeah amazing and super exciting. And can you um, kind of describe to our listeners what it's like in a, in a team of all women? Um, I imagine you've got a number of male coaches. I'm not sure if there's female coaches as well. Kind of how does the club work from kind of an outsider's perspective to kind of get you to the level that you need to be at to be a professional athlete? Yeah, so we've got about 30 girls on the list. And to every player, there's, I think it's just over one staff member. Wow. And majority oh, of our staff. Yeah, there is a lot. You don't you don't think that there would be, but yes, yeah, three out of four of our coaches are males. Mm-hmm. And then if you also look at our high performance and our medical team, our team doctor is a male, our head physio is a male, our high performance manager is a male. So I think yeah, we're learning as players and the staff are learning as well how to I suppose deal with the situations that they're in we we're very fortunate that we're so comfortable around our medical team and and all of our staff that we don't even see it as an issue being a difference in gender but definitely if you go back to when we were playing at local levels we were used to being supported by females and our mums and the parents were coaches and that sort of thing so (laughs) yeah it has been a big shift but also yeah for for our coaches and that sort of thing too they're now focusing on a women's team as opposed to Nails, yeah. So, yeah, big learning curve for everyone. 
And I imagine, um, and this is just kind of my assumption, but, you know, one of the reasons that there is a men's kind of high performance team and medical team is because that's what exists now. Um, and so there's no reason, I guess, in the future as we have kind of women moving through these, um, I guess, support fields to elite sport that perhaps in a few years we won't start seeing more female yeah. coaches and support teams because there's actually an avenue for them to um, pursue so. a whole new category, <laughs> new industry. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I mean, under our high performance and head physio guys, we do have a fantastic team of trainee, uh, sports trainers and trainee physios. And if you look at those numbers, yeah, there has been more females than there has previously been. Um, and even same with some of the players on my team, they're looking at potential coaching roles and that sort of thing. Amazing. So That's there's great. definitely, um, yeah, now that there's the pathway, there's, I think we're going to see a big growth in, in female mm. Um, yeah, head females in that area. Well, the whole league. And look, before Serena jumps into some fun little questions, she's done some research on, um, mm. I'd love to discuss with you, Brie, I guess, you know, um, pay in sport, in women's sport. And I guess, um, you know, without making an assumption about your age, you're, you know, relatively young. Um, and no doubt, you know, it's a, it's, it's a public issue, I guess, it's in the media regularly around the um, disproportionate wages there are in men and women's sport. And I guess I'd love to hear from you without, you know, this isn't a negative conversation, but conversation, but how are you guys working to, I guess, build um, a bigger economy into AFLW to really kind of drive sponsors to then ensure you guys are kind of paid adequately so it can ultimately become a full-time job? Yes. Yeah, so I suppose if we break that down, if we look at our pay rate compared to the men. We're pretty fortunate that we are being paid per hour the same as what the boys do. So that has increased. Um, we're, we're into our fifth season now. So that has increased over the last few seasons to be where it is. So that's a big tick um, yeah. from everyone behind that. But yeah, I suppose um, this is the first season that we're charging for tickets to come to our games. So that will help, I suppose, solidify that women's AFL is a professional sport and that we are earning the right and, and have been able to put on good enough performances over the last four years that, that we've earned the right to play in front of paying crowds. Um, but also I think the big difference between the AFL men's and the AFL women's is the women love to promote it and, and get around it themselves. We're constantly putting things up on our Instagram and, and getting our family and friends out to our games and that sort of thing. So yeah, I think if we keep along those lines, the um, we get a good response from the ticket sales this season and that sort of thing. I think, yeah, it's definitely heading in the right direction to um, to only definitely. continue to increase. Well, you've just given me the momentum to go and buy my um, Saints ticket in a couple of weeks. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I do go for the Saints. <laughs> and I've been loving That's them, okay. kind of doing well this season. And so do I. Really excited <laughs> that the finals are coming up. So since um, you and Bree kind of have a relationship, I think, um, a friendship kind of outside this podcast. So I'll hand it over to you to find out, you know, what makes the Brie the Brie? Well, basically I met Brie at BodyFit. I just started BodyFit not long ago, maybe yeah. like two months ago. And then Brie came in and I talk to everybody at the gym. I just don't <laughs> shut up, do I, Brie? Everyone's like, who is that girl? So I'll be quiet. <laughs> Yes, yes, we have the same issue yes, Happy Collective. We all have the same issue. <laughs> I would love her dearly. Yes, but um, Brie came in and I was like, who are you? I don't know you. And she's like, oh, I'm Brie. And I was like, oh, I'm Serena. And I'm like, you're my friend now. You're my friend now, Brie. <laughs> basically adopted her and I was like, you're going to be my friend. But basically what I want to know is how do you juggle your training for AFLW as well as 
body fit. And then I know you went to uni as well. How do you juggle study two different workloads? Like I know I have four jobs, which is a lot, but I find it very hard to fit <laughs> everything in. But you have a professional, like a real professional job. How do you, how do you manage all of that and be professional at the same time is what I want to know. Yeah, look, there's definitely been times where it's been pretty full on. I suppose I've got to figure out what my priorities are. And obviously this time of year, my priority is football. And I'm so fortunate that my boss, Lee, at BodyFit is so um, supportive and flexible around my football, which is great. I only started at BodyFit a couple months ago and I came from a couple other casual jobs. So I was really looking forward to being in an environment that also supports football. So being around people that want to better themselves that want to get fitter and stronger and just be in a healthier environment so yeah I've absolutely been loving being at body fit and um yeah also just finishing up my uni degree as well so luckily before I started at body fit I pretty much tied up all my loose ends there with uni so yeah I'm looking to graduate in June once graduations are allowed with this whole COVID situation. Oh, um, but yeah, I suppose there's definitely some early mornings and, and some late nights at training, but as long as I can fit in a little nap in, in the middle of the day, I'm, I'm usually pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. And what did you study at uni? Did you do exercise and sports science? Yeah, I did exercise and sports science and business sport management. So it was a double degree at Deakin. So. Wow. Yeah, hopefully it'll put me in some good stead for the future. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely will. And look, I heard you mention that the, the gym that you work at um, has a focus on kind of health and wellness. I'd love you to give some tips to our listeners out there. There's a lot of people out there who are kicking off their New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. which involves kind of exercise and nutrition. And some of us are probably going too hard and then getting injured and drinking too much and then eating too much food. And <laughs> like a lot of wrong decisions are getting made out there. So I'd love to hear from an actual professional uh, sport woman what would your advice be to our listeners to kind of get on the right path how to balance um, healthy nutrition with exercise and so forth yeah I think the main thing is just not to be unrealistic set yourself little goals and little targets and I mean I still love my chocolate and my ice cream so there's no way I'm cutting that completely out of my diet but definitely I'll, I'll think okay what have I done today have I earned this yes I'll have a couple bigger pieces or no, if I haven't done as much, all right, let's just try and restrict this a little bit. But yeah, I definitely think being consistent, setting some realistic goals and yeah, not giving up. If you, if your diet's ruined on a Wednesday, doesn't mean you can't start fresh the next day. So yeah, just stay consistent and um, yeah, you'll be right. I love that advice. Yeah. And so last week when I ruined it on Wednesday, I said I may as well start next week. Probably best to <laughs> change that approach. <laughs> I, just, I can't start fresh. I have to start on Monday. I can't start in the middle of the week again. It is hard. So it does hard. get hard. Yeah. yeah. That's why I call it falling off a bandwagon. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. I think right it's universal. Um, yeah. Brie, I'm not sure if you realise, but um, I'm a mother of twins. And my two business partners also have twins. So between us, we've got six children, I think. No, I've got another one, seven. Um, And I hear that you're a twin as well. I am, yes, yes. Very lucky to have have grown up with an older sister, but also a twin sister. Oh, how gorgeous. And are you an identical twin or fraternal? No, fraternal. And I'm older by two minutes which I always Whoa. hold over her as well. Thank God. <laughs> and a little birdie did tell us that it was your sister who actually got you into sport or was it football? 
Yeah, yeah, it was um, my older sister, actually. Right. I followed her uh, into football, but if it wasn't for my twin sister, I probably wouldn't have pushed myself as hard as well. So yeah. I definitely wouldn't be in the sporting position that I am if it wasn't for my sisters, um, yeah, pushing me and also, yeah, the competitiveness that we had growing up. Yeah, definitely mm, helped me get that. Yeah, yeah, me too. So did she introduce <laughs> you to the sport? Was she playing it before you and then said you should try it too? Or did you, how did you get into it? Was it, I don't know, your parents or who was it? Yeah, no, she, so when we're at school, we were at an all girls school and we're fortunate that they actually brought in a football team for the five years that I was there. My older sister played for three years um, and both my twin and my older sister, but it was my older sister first, went and also joined the club outside of school. Yeah. So I was always busy show jumping and competing mm. with my horses on the weekend so I wasn't able to sign up for a footy team when they did but when I finished studying or in year 12 once I put the horses to the side and had a little bit more time on my hands I thought all right I'm going to give this a go and I love going and watching my sisters so yeah I followed them to Cranbourne Footy Club and yeah all of a sudden found myself on the team there and and had played a couple of games and yeah was lucky enough to get picked up by Carlton so yeah. So and you, do you quick, barrack for Carlton yeah. or who do you yeah, yeah, support? I, I do now. It's kind of hard <laughs> not to being so involved with the club, but I was originally born in Brisbane. So was kind uh-huh. of barracking for Brisbane a bit half-heartedly. So mm. nah, full blue bagger now. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that. And it sounds like your sisters are a huge inspiration to you, uh, Brie, in terms of whether they're driving you from a competitive nature or, um, yeah, just supporting you in any other way. Um, is that kind of a, yeah, is that a true fact? Are they the kind of people that you see as your team, your support crew? Oh, definitely. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I don't know where I would be without my sisters and, and yeah, both so, um, inspirational and such good role models my older sister is a police officer and my twin sister is a soldier in the army so oh, wow. yeah no they're, they're definitely paving their way as as females in in the industry so, seriously yeah exactly so no nah, they're massive role models and yeah massive support system as well they're always on the sidelines at my games and I obviously try to get to as, as many of their events and games as I can as oh, well great so does your sister play AFLW as well yeah, my twin sister, she plays for the Bulldogs. Oh, oh do you play? And we're versing, we're versing the Bulldogs uh, this Friday night coming up, so it'll be a good match. Oh, can't wait to watch you guys. <laughs> so tell us, can you describe to us with a bit of kind of description, what's it like coming up and competing against your sister? Do you kind of go easy or do you go extra hard? How does it work? So it's only happened once before, okay. and I do also have to say she is probably the funniest person that I know. So... There's going to be banter. She will try to make me laugh and try to put me off my game. Mm. But I think as soon as that ball gets thrown up, I think, yeah, we sort of, we both know that there's a job to be done. And, and as long as we can come off happy and healthy at the end, I, I think we'll be right. Well, I look forward to kind of watching out for that, um, that, that banter. Um, gosh, it's just such an amazing um, experience that you're having right now in AFLW. And um, is final something that you aspire to be in or is it just playing every week? that you enjoy? How, like, what's your mentality about the whole league and the um, ambition? Yeah, obviously we want to win. Finals is our end goal and definitely is this season. We came close a couple of years ago playing Adelaide in a grand final in Adelaide. 
So I reckon, I think the crowd was about 53,000 people at Adelaide Oval. And wow. I think maybe 300 of them were Carlton supporters. Oh, <laughs> so that was so a pretty, pretty yeah. tough environment. Mm. Um, but yeah, we gave ourselves a pat on back for, for getting there. And yeah, definitely we um, have been yeah, trying to get back to that position since we were in there. We, um, we won the first of our finals last season before the season was cancelled to COVID. Oh, so we know oh, definitely goodness. something, yeah, we know that it's definitely something that we can achieve. Um, so, yeah, definitely we're obviously taking week by week and, and seeing how we go. But, yeah, I would be disappointed if we didn't make finals this year. Oh, fingers crossed. And so how many weeks is there left yeah. of the season? <laughs> So we've only played one round. We've got yeah. nine rounds and then three weeks of finals. So oh, eight heaps plus of footy. Three. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. And so in 2018, you won the Best and Fairest Award, didn't you? Was that of yeah, so, the whole league or just like your club? So I was a joint Best and Fairest winner at Carlton. So it was myself and another player. Um, yeah, I was only my second year at the club and I still felt like I was trying to catch up to everyone else's skill and fitness levels. Yeah. So it was a bit of a surprise, but um, I mean, I, I had a consistent season and yeah, was was fortunate enough to be voted amongst, yeah, the best. So oh, yeah, it was, that's probably my greatest achievement so far. So oh, yeah, well, something I'm definitely what, proud of. You're getting, our, you're getting our vote. I'm just loving the whole picture of Brie and her family Seriously? in male-dominated <laughs> industries. Um, and something that we do love to discuss on Happy Vibes with all of our um, all of our guests is, I guess, you know, women out there who inspire you. And it's kind of twofold because there might be a woman out there who you don't know. Um, you know, we've had people talk about um, Zoe Foster-Blake, mm -hmm. uh, Michelle Obama, and then it could be someone close to home. So could you kind of give us an idea of, you know, two of the people probably outside your sisters who really inspire you and you get a lot of kind of motivation from? Yeah, definitely. I think the first person off the top of my head has got to be my mother. That's probably something that everyone says. But, you know, my mum came from nothing and has started, um, or she is running my dad's, no, sorry. Let me start that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just mumbled all my words there. Yeah, so the, the person that probably inspires me the most is my mum. She, alongside my dad, is running a multi-million dollar business and that is my dad's racehorse training. Um, so, yeah, mum came from nothing, didn't go to uni. I don't even think she finished primary school. Um, but right. she, yeah, has sort of build herself up as, as quite a professional um, businesswoman. And she's definitely something that, yeah, someone that I aspire to be like. And if I'm half a woman that she is, I'll be so happy. I think you're doing pretty well. You're, you're kicking the <laughs> Well, it's obviously where you guys will get your tenacity from. And I think if um, some of our listeners don't know, the, the racing family that Bree's alluding to is, um, is, was involved in Black Caviar, I believe. So it's, it's, not a, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a small business that she's been able to kind of build alongside your dad. It's a, one of the most significant and iconic businesses in racing in Australia. So, um, yeah, as Serena yeah, exactly. said, Bree, I think 
from these moments that we've had the pleasure of talking with you, you will be more than probably half your mummies. The yeah. three daughters will probably build an empire even bigger. So <laughs> we feel absolutely privileged to be able to talk to you today. I'm so impressed. That is oh, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I hope your three girls do that, Jules. Oh, God. Look, I was pretty proud when um, one of my daughters, Isabella, was able to put bat to ball in her tennis lesson the other day. So small steps. <laughs> she's, she's fine. So we won't put too much pressure on her. <laughs> It's oh, hard so good. She'll be playing at the Oz Open in no time. Yes, well, I did play with a coach. I expect her to be on the circuit. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Too good. Not long. Well, look, we'll wrap this up, Bree. We know you're busy and, um, yeah, just thanks so much for joining us on Happy Vibes. We'll see you soon, guys. No worries. Thanks, Bree. Thank you so Bye. much for having me. <laughs> see ya. Bye.